Hello everyone. Today's mindful moment is all about sugar. Groan, you're thinking. She's going to rant and tell me that I'm not allowed to eat sugar. Well, it's not that you're not allowed to eat sugar at all. You can eat whatever you like. But I just wanted to chat for just a short while about sugar and about the impact that it has on our bodies and also on our brains because what we're trying to do is to eat more mindfully, to manage our weight, to have consistent patterns around how we behave around food and the fact is that sugar is not our friend in that. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it now is because I think leading up to Christmas, which is when I'm recording it, sugar can be much more prevalent in our lives. Um, There are a lot of associated sugary treats, aren't there, to do with Christmas. You know, that, that culture that that's how we enjoy Christmas, by indulging, dare I say, overindulging in those kinds of foods which we don't normally have. And if we don't have them, then Christmas has been less of a treat, less enjoyable which is a whole other article and podcast in itself, actually. That was my cat (laughs) jumping across the table. Oh, anyway. So, um, yeah, and I also think that with winter snapping at our heels, you know, sweet foods, we can turn to those, can't we, for comfort, thinking that they're going to make us feel better, but actually they don't, really. And sugar is everywhere. It's not only in the bowl sitting next to our coffee cup or in the honey drizzled on our pancakes, cakes, biscuits, desserts, but also in the majority of processed food that we eat. However, to have optimum health and to manage our weight, we absolutely need to understand what sugar does in our bodies, how it can disrupt our thinking, our emotions and our eating patterns. There is clear evidence that stabilising your blood sugar will help your mood, your willpower, productivity, and how you operate in the world, your relationships, your how you are at work, everything. It will also, through that, reduce procrastination and it will reduce your anxiety too because it will be balancing out those chemicals in your brain. All I can say is it is a definitely worth a shift in looking at how much sugar you eat, particularly added sugar. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about how it messes with your brain and how you might start to reduce it. And there are a few topics that I want to talk to you about today. So the first one is about how much we consume. The consumption of added or free sugar, as we call it, um, has increased in the UK steadily over the past decades. On average in Britain, we consume almost a pound of white sugar per person. And we eat twice as much as that when you count all the sugar added to processed foods and energy drinks, etc. In other words, where it's actually concealed and that is on a weekly basis um and as i alluded to it when i started this podcast you know sweet foods are often i get the fact that they're often an important part of the food reward mechanism that we've either created for ourselves or that we were given in our childhood 
I remember both my grandmothers had boxes in their pantries bursting with sweets and chocolate and and this was used regularly to reward, to treat, to compensate or to console us. And for them, it was an expression of love. Absolutely, no question. But later in life, growing up with sweets as a constant response to an emotional need can be unhelpful and can contribute to issues both with our eating and, of course, with our weight. And I don't want to be a complete killjoy here. I know that satisfying emotions with something sweet and lovely is sometimes what we really need, and that's fine. But if we do turn to it too often, then it can just become a problem. And so by substituting that reward system with other self-care activities, we can break the cycle. And I just like you to ask yourself, how else can you reward yourself or compensate for a bad feeling? Perhaps you make a list and next time you take a breath and choose something else other than food. You can actually create a new habit of thinking before you decide what you're going to do so that that process is slowed down actually in your head and you might make a different different choice. So a few harder facts then. So sugar for sure, free sugar, the added sugar promotes overweight and obesity. And adding sugar to foods makes it easier for us to eat too much, partly because our taste buds become trained or acclimatized to crave that sugary taste. Sugary foods are low in fiber, so they don't fill you up very much. And eating regular amounts of sugar like that creates, creates a dependency in our body. So it's not so much that we become addicted to sugar itself, but we can become addicted to the impact that it has on our bodies. And when sugar is broken down, glucose is very quickly created in the bloodstream. And actually here it's worth saying that it's not just sugary foods, but also things like simple carbohydrates. So crisps, white bread, white rice, they're all um, broken down very quickly and what happens is that the, that that glucose is very qu quickly um, created and present in our bloodstream and every time this happens we get a release of feel-good chemicals and we experience a high and it's that that we become dependent on we become dependent on that on that biochemical response that feels feels good it's um it's an opioid type reaction and there's been some research lately about sugar sensitivity um, and I'll put a little link actually in in the um, show notes about this. There's a really interesting book that you can read, but research around how sugar sensitive we might be. And that's a genetic factor. The more amazing that hit of sugar and simple carbohydrates will will feel. Um. And if you are sugar sensitive, it means that you are even more prone to this high, but then, of course, more prone to the negative impact because you then have a subsequent cr uh, crash, which then means that you have a need, physical, a very strong biochemical need to create that sensation again. And that means turning to something that gives you that quick, quick fix, that quick hit, if you like. So if you are sugar sensitive, if that happens to you, then actually you should 
try to reduce and avoid that uh, impact on your body and hence reduce and avoid the sugary and instantly um, digested, broken down foods as much as possible. So after that craving, you will get a dramatic um, low after indulging in in that sweet food. Um, And that's because our body knows that a high blood sugar level is actually harmful. So what happens is our pancreas releases insulin to compensate to bring it back down to normal. Um, And diabetes comes about in very simple terms because if that happens over a long period in our lives, then we actually become sensitive to that production of insulin, that, that state, which means that our pancreas gives up, really in layman's terms. Um, So you might be fine now, you might be young listening to this and be thinking, well, diabetes is for for old people. Well, it actually, it isn't. And all the time you're eating more and more sugar, the more strain you're putting on that pancreatic function to release insulin to bring that blood sugar level down. Um, And I was thinking actually about Christmas and thinking, you know, about this whole idea that it has to be full of treats, it has to be full of sugar. And, you know, I'm sure that there are quality street tins in the shops already. They've probably been there for about a month and I'm recording this at the end of November and putting it out to you. Um, And that just prompts us, doesn't it, to eat more. But I'm going to put together another Um, article and podcast about the fact that actually you don't have to succumb to that that you can you can be stronger than that and I'm hoping that some of the facts that I've got in this podcast will help you think twice about going along with everyone else and instead to put your health first you know Um, and to avoid those low feelings because although we get the highs from eating sugar you will begin to feel low a lot of the time because it's because it's pulling it's pulling you down um, because you're having those crashes um, and your body and your brain is just working really hard to try and stabilize the blood sugar but that's something that you can do yourself by not eating so much sugar um, and I'm going to give you a few other nutritional tips at the end of this of this chat some other reasons to try and reduce sugar as if that wasn't enough. But the chemical imbalance that I've talked about can also play havoc with the brain and the effects on concentration, on your focus and on your positivity. And those three, you can imagine, they will impact lots of areas of your your life, of how you live and how you interact with others. And if you're struggling to cope at the moment with, with life and with relationships and you know, we all know we've been through a very difficult 18 months, two years, that you will find that if you can reduce the amount of sugar that you consume, if you can stabilise your blood sugar levels, it will have a dramatic effect on how you feel. I was talking to a new client yesterday and she has started to change how she eats to stabilise her blood sugar levels as part of the nutritional rehabilitation that we're doing together. 
And she said already within 48 hours, she feels less tired. She's got more energy and more positivity around how she feels resilient and capable of, of living. And living effectively, I should add. What else? Sugar causes tooth decay. Yes, and gum disease. So I wonder if you've noticed that if you eat more sugar, say over a you know, Christmas period or you're on, on holiday, that actually you can feel more plaque on your teeth. And that's because you've got that, you've got that, um, that plaque building up as a direct result of the high sugar that you've been um, eating because it attracts the bacteria and that then of course causes gum disease and causes fillings. Um, what else? Alcohol will also create that initial sugar spike that makes your body process it at a higher rate. It gives you a big high. Then a craving inducing drop in blood sugar follows and that happens because alcohol makes your blood sugar levels drop by inhibiting the liver's ability to release glucose. So it's getting a bit technical here. But what that means is that you can often get what I call the munchies when you're drinking, especially evening times. Because of that drop in blood sugar that follows caused by alcohol, we can get a false signal that says that we need to eat. In fact, we're, we're probably not hungry at all. We're just, our body is just seeking some, seeking some energy, seeking a quick fix because of that drop in blood sugar. Um, and of course, also alcohol has got extra calories, which most of us don't really, don't really need. Empty calories. Sugar is detrimental to gut health because it impacts the friendly bacteria that we have in, in our gut. And if our gut is not working effectively, that can impact many of our essential systems like our immune response and our mental health. Another reason. So a number of quite solid reasons why we need to be cutting down on sugar. And the last thing I will say in terms of sugar and diet is that if sugary foods form a large part of your daily diet, then you're missing out on other nutrients. Added sugar food just gives you, they just give you empty calories, food with very little nutritional value apart from the calories for immediate energy. So very few vitamins, minerals, very little fibre and probably no protein at all. And there are only so many calories that any of us can consume in a day so we should look to eat as healthily as as possible you know why wouldn't we try and nourish with as many of those calories as we can and I think it is easy to eat whatever we want when we're young we're less prone to gaining weight and we can be a bit more carefree but as we get older the impact of a high sugar diet as I mentioned early can become a painful reality with diabetes and and also, if we've got used to eating in a certain way, we will continue eating like that, even when our metabolism starts to slow down as we get into middle age, which means that we are then much more prone to putting on weight. And finally, if you have children, 
one of the best things you can do is to ensure that they have the most efficient and nourishing nutrition possible and that they learn to enjoy fruits and vegetables as snacks and fruits as treats alongside the occasional taste of chocolate, biscuits, cakes, because we don't want to be depriving them and giving them a hang up about it either. But try and have healthy food alongside those sweet treats so that you develop within that child a balanced look at how to be eating. So what can you do about it? Okay, so to balance your blood sugar, here are a few tips. Try and eat regular meals. And that means not allowing yourself to get too hungry. That might mean eating six times a day. And if you're eating mindfully and you don't eat until you're overly full, you'll be fine. Focus on whole foods, whole grains, whole grain pasta, whole grain rice, whole grain bread, and eating as much fibre as you possibly can. The skin's on everything. Treat yourself with activities and self-care experiences rather than food in response to emotions. Eat more protein, good quality, lean protein, and perhaps 50% of that protein is plant-based. Choose unsweetened fruit juices, diluted with water instead of sugary drinks. Choose lower sugar fruits, such as berries, rather than grapes, mangoes, pineapple, those. Try and eat more vegetables. Add vegetables to what you eat already. You don't have to think too much about taking away bad stuff. Let's not get into that. Try and add vegetables so that you're increasing your fibre. And if you're looking for a snack, Think ahead, try and plan and have something like a little bag of seeds. If you're at home, perhaps you've got a small pot of hummus, you've got natural yoghurt, raw vegetables, oat cakes. A piece of fruit and a handful of nuts is a really good snack to have. And just try and reduce the amount of very obvious free sugar foods that you have. The cakes, the confectionery, the biscuits because you really don't need them and your body certainly doesn't need them either. 